millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, and welcome everyone to History Dweebs. My name is Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Uh, the topic of our podcast today is Satan's son, serial killer Charles Edmund Collin. Uh, Charles Collin was a uh, nurse and ended up being the most prolific serial killer in New Jersey history. So we're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. Before we do, let me remind you that we are a true crime slash history podcast. We use adult humor, so if, a, if a foul language uh, offends you, you may want to check out one of the other great podcasts that are out there like They Walk Among Us or Insight. Many, many good ones out there that don't use adult language, but we do. Uh, if that's okay with you, then we invite you to sit back and um, listen to our podcast. And we actually, Timmy, we don't. We have one member who does incessantly. Uh, let me introduce uh, our panel and then we'll discuss that. I am joined by Her Majesty, the woman who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Queen Brandy the First. Long live the Queen. How are you today, Brandy? I'm all right, Timmy. How are you today? I am well. You're getting ready for the weekend. I, I, I guess I am. Okay. I am ready to go. Have you uh, I, I, have you recovered from your uh, bouncy castle uh, experience? Barely. Okay. Booby counts. Booby castle. <laughs> um, he has not been introduced yet. I know. Well, he's in brandy time already. Already, isn't he always in brandy time? Let me introduce the third member of our panel, a man who is very distinguished. A man who uh, has been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. No. A man who is the moral compass no. of not only our podcast, but podcasting overall. Mm-hmm. The and, and I'll tell you, you know who could use no. a moral compass? You're, you're he has inter- he's okay. interrupted okay. his own introduction. The very honorable, the reverend. Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm I'm doing well, Timmy. I'm doing well. I got I got it out of my system about that fake Colonel we did the other day. I'm talking about Colonel Sanders. Yeah. That was yesterday, bogus but ass, okay. Uh, bogus ass guy. Um, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. But I'll tell you a show that needs a moral compass, and I and I like the show. You know us; we don't like to get into competition and things like that with other shows but uh all right be careful insight timmy 
Insight's a wonderful podcast. What are you talking about? They've got like 10 times the listeners that we do. You know what? They might have 10 times the listeners, but they got Allie and she threatens to kill me. And I do not believe that's moral, Timmy. And she's going she's to be here for the uh, meetup, Druid Weebcon, which will be happening in October. Mm-hmm. We invite all of you to join us. For more information, just go to our Facebook page, History Dweebs, the podcast. But we're having a meetup in October and Allie's going to be here and she will probably um, do some bodily damage to you she was kind to me and uh in yeah. indy yeah <clears throat> but i bought her i was buying i bought her a drink yeah you might want to continue that practice yeah okay so we're gonna do we're making a quite a little change today we're gonna do patreon uh shout outs at the end of the podcast because we get a lot of um complaints that it takes us too long to get into the story so with your permission well or without your permission we're going to do it at the end so but we do appreciate all of you who support us on patreon if you would like to support the podcast you can go to patreon.com slash history tweebs but we'll be giving a shout out to all of our listeners and all of our supporters at the end so today's topic brandy is satan's son serial killer charles edmund collin what do you think about that i'm tickled Satan's son. So do you know him, devil? I think he's one of my children. (laughs) (laughs) He was, uh, in 2003, he told authorities, confessed, that he murdered as many as 45 patients. During the 16 years, he worked as a nurse in 10 different hospitals in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. That's amazing. Well, yeah. it's it's, One of those enjoy death motherfuckers. I hate these people. This is like, uh, what, what was this guy here in Cincinnati? Angel of Death. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald. No. Donald Harvey. I know who it is, God damn it. <laughs> Charles <laughs> Charles Ed, Edmund Cullen. Dumbass. I always think of a Bill Cullen, the, the guy on, uh, you know, the guy, the game show host, Bill Cullen. Nobody else thinks of that. No, I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. Nobody else. Well, <laughs> crack a history book, <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> yeah, because. The gong show's not history, devil. <laughs> You're right. It's not. Check out, check out Bill Collins. See what show he uh, game show he uh, managed. But what anyway, are we to fucking research people? Yeah, it should have all been done already. Your fact, your fact checker, Charles Edmund Collins was born in West Orange, New Jersey, Brandy, on February twenty second, nineteen sixty. So you know what that means, Colonel. February twenty second. His mom was pregnant oh, during the holidays. Yeah. All no, she, of the holidays. Yes, she was. Yeah. She was big. Labor and, Day. Big and bloated. Thanksgiving, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Arbor Day, Christmas, New Year's, uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Day, (laughs) Canada Day, Pancake Day, Groundhog Day. She was pregnant on Canada. Canada Day was just yesterday. Yeah, but she was, well, maybe. I don't know why they even celebrate that fucking place. We love our Canadian. I mean, they shouldn't shut up. They shouldn't do, but like maybe three sparklers for the whole goddamn country. Will you please? Just because you didn't like Toronto, there's um, much more to that country than Toronto. Well, and Toronto is a nice city. It is not a nice city. It is. I've been there. They look you straight in the eye. You say, "Hey, hello, how you doing?" They just walk right past. (laughs) Wait a minute. Timmy says he's been there. Now let's keep in mind, Timmy probably didn't get go out anywhere <laughs> except yeah. the titty bar yeah. and of the course hotel. The, the people at the titty bar and the concierge were nice to yeah, you. Yeah, they Timmy. were nice. The baseball yeah. stadium, they were nice. Anyway, let's get back to Charles Edmund Collin. Can we please? I think Jeez. you're the one that got off that topic. Yeah. No, he started talking about Canada. 
He's well, anti-Canadian, and I don't like it because I love our brothers. And Shirley Strap is from Canada. Show some respect. She's a little squirrely. She's sweet. now I like Christy Lee. She's from Toronto, <laughs> and Aaron with an A is from Toronto. Yes, and I and Shirley is and, from Edmonton. And both these people, I was in Toronto, and neither one of them said, "Hey, you know, it'd be fun." Well, that's because they know it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> All right, Charles was this this Charles, the Charles Cullen. Charles was the youngest of eight children in a deeply religious Catholic family. Uh, Clearly. His siblings included five sisters and two brothers. Nice. His father was a bus driver. They must have been Catholic. That, what, that's amazing that you got that out of what he said. Did he say they were Catholic? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amazing. Well, I mean, they have. Well, I, I grew that up right in a out. Catholic neighborhood, and every one of my friends had like eight brothers and sisters. Well, yeah. And Bill Collin, brother, look it up. I looked it up. He had a career to span fifty years. All right. What shows did he play on? Uh, Price is Right. Uh, I Price got is a right. Secret. Um, uh, Price is Right is history. Man. Okay. Yeah. Look, Bob, he died in nineteen ninety. Bob Barker is Price yeah. is Right. Let's not. <laughs> okay. Remember when, uh, what was the guy that always kissed people on Family Feud? Oh, oh Richard Dawson. From Ho yeah. Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. I wonder how he didn't get hurt. I think he did. I think he got oh, cold sores he? and shit, and that's why he had to quit kissing people on the lips. <laughs> yeah, he was French kissing in some of them if they were attractive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, every once in a while he'd do that little butt squeeze. Yeah. yeah. I loved him on Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, well, he's I dead. liked him on Hogan's He's dead now. Yeah. yeah, I know. He didn't get beat to death like Bob Crane doing a doing a. Snuff uh, gay film. porn. Snuff yeah, film, it was yeah. not a gay porn snuff film. <laughs> All right, back to Charles Collin. Jesus. You guys. But didn't you notice Bob, Cl Rain, Bob Crane? He liked to wear a lot of leather in Hogan's Heroes, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He had a leather hat, leather jacket. You know that you know, you know uh, uh, the 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 commandant. I don't think he had leather pants. <laughs> what was the commandant's name? Colonel, Colonel Clank. Clank. You know his dad was a Nazi officer. He was that in a Gestapo. Well, in real so life. was Colonel Clink. He was the colonel of the Nazis. No, but I mean in real life, his dad was in real life a uh, uh, member of the SS. <clears throat> oh, so you that's where he got his accent from. Shame on that family. You, you learn a lot on this show. Yeah. All right. Back I don't think that was ever brought up. Let's go back to Charles Collins, shall we? I think you might have made that let's up. Get back to the story. Jesus. We'll try to stay on point. God his damn. father was a bus driver, and his mother stayed home and raised the uh, eight children. God help her. Mm. Thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> it's been alleged that Charles' father raped him as a child. No. What? That's no good. No. What? That is no good And he was young because uh, Charles' Charles' father died at the age of 56 when Charles was just uh, seven months old. So. Damn. But hold on. <laughs> Yeah, that's, hold on, it's just hold in on, the research. I don't, I, you know what? He was seven months old when yeah, his father so he, died. And, and his dad raped him when he was an infant. That's the... Before he was the, a year that's old? Been alleged. That's what's been alleged, yeah. Before, yeah. He, before he was seven months old, because his dad died when he was seven months you old. You know, and maybe we have listeners that are social workers or whatever that can tell us this question. Would you... I don't want to know. I mean, clearly it would... I, I would think that would do some kind of physical damage to a child. Well, you but know, would it do emotional well, damage sure, at seven well, months? Well, at seven I mean, months. at seven months old, would you? At seven months, is that something that's you would pretty, remember? Yeah. I, I you know, and, I mean, don't I mean, get me wrong. That's weird. No, and I'm just so saying nasty. But yeah, I don't think at seven months you don't remember that. I don't know. All I can say is this guy did not turn out well. So you well, no. <laughs> But there probably were a lot of other you, factors you, you that make, went into you that. You make your own decision after we hear. There was a story. lot of other factors that went into that. I'm sure. Uh, two of his two of his siblings would die in young adulthood. 
It's a lot of tragedy going on. Well, fuck, on, so. when you got 45 siblings, was he related I mean, to Chuck? statistics going to take over. No, but he had a lot of tattoos, I guess. Is he related to Chuck? <clears throat> uh, a no. lot of tattoos. What the fuck's that got to do with Nothing. That? Because he has people dying. He's getting oh, honor okay, tattoos what or whatever. Oh, he is? No, I'm just making that up. Chuck's the only one that does that. Silly shit. Charles described his childhood as miserable, Brandy. Well, there's a lot of fucking kids there. Yeah. He did well in school, but was teased by other students. And there's the making of a murderer. Now, here's what I don't get. Mm. You get teased by, and, you know, I I went to a school that was a very rough school. You know, I never can get through a paragraph. And I didn't get teased so much (laughs) as I got just, like, sometimes jumped by three and four people. Yes. I didn't come out. I mean, I came really, out okay. Because you're the pillar of mental health. Yeah. Let's, I mean, I didn't come again, out killing people keep, randomly. Well, let's, want, let's remember you are the face of bloody stool and the face of erectile look, dysfunction. Why don't you do yeah. You need to go on and sit down in your glass house and keep your stones to yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't see me sneaking around the bushes. Just hold on to your stones. to meet Cleva and hold doing on, all that stuff. Hold on not to your stones, yet, Not that we know of and not yet. Well, yeah. It's a mystery. It's everybody like dies you, around you. <laughs> it's not like you would catch me if I was. Yeah, everybody <laughs> dies around you. That's so. true. Anyway, back. enough of Chuck's life. Let's go talk Could about Could you Charles. just stick with the story, please? Thank you. When he was eight years old, some older kids forced him in a car and threatened to kill him, Brandy. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the infant. I don't know if it's the rape that's getting him fucked up or all this other stuff. Well, I'm telling you, getting raped when you're an infant probably fucks you up. How many times have you been forced into a car and people threaten to kill you, though? Um, They finally released him, Brandy, on the other side of town, some 10 miles from his home. Charles had to walk home. Now, he's eight years old. He had to walk home wearing only his underwear in the pouring down rain. Yeah. That's That's a bad day right there. That's what fucks you up. His first uh, attempted suicide was at the age of nine. Damn. Jesus Christ. By drinking chemicals taken from a chemistry set. Do you ever have a chemistry chemistry set when you was younger, Colonel? I did, but I never knew what the fuck to do with it. Well. I used to. I'm not math. surprised. You didn't make math or anything. <laughs> I used to. I I just went through the shit that you could catch on fire really quickly, and then I I tell my sister that we were going to do a little experiment, and I would put a needle through a fingertip and then wipe it on the little thing, you know, the little glass plate, and looking at a micro through the microscope. Mm-hmm. You was yeah okay. Doing I didn't practice. learn it, anything. I just like mean. I yeah. just like sticking with. She was she was not the smartest girl in the world, so I just like to poke her with it's a, a shame. Anyway, this happened when he was. God rest her soul. Anyway, Again. his first suicide attempt took place. Collect your rock and, rocks and sit down. <laughs> yeah. His first suicide attempt took place when he was nine. This would be the first of twenty such suicide attempts throughout his life. Jesus, fucking loser! Can't even get that shit right. Charles did well in school, Brandy, but uh, teachers became concerned. When he wrote an essay entitled Infinity Years, Years We Will Never Know, where he talked about growing up in a world in which life was meaningless. In the essay, he spoke about hatred of his father, hatred for his father, and the desire to kill himself. So he hated his father, and he, his father died when he was seven months old. Maybe so. that's why he hated him. Maybe it was an abandonment issue. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. Uh, teachers became concerned. Yeah. Later, um, uh, when he was a nurse, he would uh, steal drugs from the hospital and try try to use them to kill himself. But this, we'll get to that. Uh, in one attempt, as a, when he tried to kill himself as a child, in one attempt, he took a pair of scissors and stabbed 
Stabbed himself in the head. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Now and he again. jabbed. He jabbed him till they uh, penetrated his skin. He was rushed to the hospital. Were they safety scissors? Uh, no, no. I think he said regular pair of scissors. He was rushed to the hospital and had to have major surgery. So. Who, now, who hasn't stabbed themselves in the head with a pair of scissors? Uh, me and me? Brandy haven't. Yeah. No, never done that. When he was, uh, oh, okay. neither, neither have I. No. You can relate. I'm sure you can Asking re- for a friend. I'm sure you can relate to this, Colonel. When he was 14, he started to act out sexually at school. What the fuck, sir? <laughs> Charles was suspended three days for waving his penis at female classmates. Oh, that's going to be one of my kids. <laughs> Other kids. I this may have was, waved this mine was, at a teacher one time. This was before people could send <clears throat> dick pics. So, yeah. you know, you had to do the old-fashioned <laughs> Live dick, action. Dick smoke signals. <laughs> Other kids started calling him the flasher. Uh, later that same year, he was arrested for mooning a police officer in the middle of a busy street. Everybody's done that, too. Yeah, yeah but this next one, he was not everyone's done, except maybe our comrade here. When he was 16, 16 years old, Charles was hospitalized for injecting bacon fat into his penis. Oh, that's this guy. Yeah. Bacon fat. Oh, the bacon fat penis guy. Maybe, what, yeah. maybe he wanted to make it more tasty. Bacon, you know, bacon. have you ever seen those guys that inject uh, saline solution into the Johnsons? No. They Oh, look it up on the internet. I do not want to look no, it up No, you got to look at it. It's something you got to no. see. They will make this pe- this get that pecker to me to where it's as big around as a I, I, I as a Coke can. I mean, why are you holding your hands out by your junk? <laughs> because I'm <laughs> look at him, Brandy. Junk. I you know I'm just saying it because I'm just trying to but give you an you idea. Can't you do that? How, okay, gonna, imagine I got this twenty ounce fats? Coke bottle right here. It, it they will inject their their you know what our, them in their penis until it gets as big as this and then they can't even get her direct. You know what our cheer was in junior high when football? Bacon, bacon, greasy, greasy. We can beat your team easy, easy. <laughs> so that's you know illiterate bunch of motherfuckers. <laughs> what? That sounds, sports, but... It's hurtful. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, he's putting uh, he's put he's putting some bacon fat into his pecker. Um, at 16, uh, who, who, who among us haven't done that, Brandy? <laughs> well, you know, it's safe to do I, if, if you're taking the Lipitor, Timmy. You're okay. <laughs> but you start putting bacon fat right into your junk, your yeah. cholesterol going to shoot through the roof. Yeah. What the fuck? That's a good point. What is that? Why would, mm-hmm. you, why would you think that that was a good idea? I don't know. Maybe he was experimenting. Maybe he liked bacon. And I don't know. Was he trying to... I, I, I trying, is he going to try and suck his was, own dick? <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of explanation <laughs> in the research about why he did it. I don't think he he is uh, making uh, you know well thought out decisions here. When he was seventeen, his mother died in an automobile automobile accident. Uh, his sister was driving. Charles blamed his sister and never forgave her. He later claimed that uh, he often fantasized about killing his sister. Well. Devastated by his mother's death, Charles dropped out of high school. At the time, Charles' favorite musical group was the Village People. Yes! <laughs> the Village People were very popular, and they had a hit song titled In the Navy. You know that mm, one, Chuck? You can sail the seven seas in, in the, the Navy. Navy. You can play with these in the navy there you go that sucks you can get on your knees in the navy inspired by the song 
Charles enlisted in the United States Navy in 1978. Brandy, what do you have to say about that? Well, I don't blame him. Thank you for your service. In 1978, I wanted to enlist in the Navy. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. All right. So he was assigned to uh, a submarine corps, and he served aboard a ballistic missile sub, the USS Woodrow Wilson, uh, Colonel. Hmm. <laughs> you find that interesting, do you? Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> he rose to the rank of Petty Officer Third Class. Hey. Now, see, we just had a second-class seaman. Why you got to be third-class now? How many classes you got to drop down before you become a real person? It's part of the team that operated the ship's Poseidon missiles, Colonel. So this guy's got his finger on. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one stuff. hand on his bacon dick <laughs> and the other one on the on the miss on the yeah, yeah on the button uh, for on the, the nuclear weapons. Yeah, Charles struggled to fit into the Navy, Brandy. He was wow. uh, teased and hazed viciously uh, by his fellow crew members. He was given the nickname <sighs> Bacon Fish- Dick. No, Fish Belly. Yeah. By fellow officers due to his uh, pale complexion. I don't know. I don't know. Fish Belly. I guess uh, is Fish Belly's pale. I guess. Yes. All right. There you are. In the Navy, Charles Collin showed signs of mental instability. Brandy. Mm. <laughs> Couldn't hide the crazy long. I, I think he? that once he put the bacon fat in his dick, yeah. he showed a little. Once bit he becomes of bacon dick, well, maybe, I, I, I yeah. bet he didn't mention that to the recruiter, or maybe he did. They just didn't write it down. Is that frowned upon? Anyway, in the Navy, he once served a shift in a green surgical gown, surgical max, uh, mask, and latex gloves stolen from the ship's medical cap, uh, cabinet. Was it uh, Halloween? He was transferred to supply ship USS Cannabis. No, he just, USS Cannabis. Yeah, Cannabis. Cannabis. Canopus. C A N O P U S. Canopus. I don't know. Oh, I like cannabis better. Sounds Charles, like a party boat. Uh, Charles tried to kill himself several times over the next few years. Does injecting bacon fat in your dick count as a suicide attempt? Eh, no. It seems like it would. It seems like that would cause a nasty infection. Well, I don't know. His last attempt at suicide. How would you pee? In the Navy, and it was in 1984. So he got discharged uh, from the Navy after his last suicide attempt, 1984. Um, so he was in the Navy for six years. After leaving the Navy, he attended Mount Mountainside School of Nursing, Brandy. I bet he did some sodomy in the Navy, Tim. And got a job. With uh, his bacon dick. Got a job mm-hmm. at the St. Barnabas Medical Center in Livingston. New Jersey in 1987. St. Barnabas sounds like a circus. I think of Barnaby Jones. I, I really don't think... I, I think Barnum he, and Bailey Circus. All right. That's what I think of. That same year, Brandy, he married a young lady named Adriana Tube. Tube? T-A-U-B. How would you pronounce it? T-A-U-B? Uh-huh. Taub? All right. And, and, uh, Adrian Taub. The couple had two daughters together. Well, good. Charles soon began drinking heavily and was abusive to his wife, often locking her outside their home in frigid conditions. Well, that's a clutch the pearls moment. This idiot was abusive? Get the fuck out of here. Charles would spend hours in the bathroom reading pornographic magazines, Colonel. Hours? Hours. He must have had delayed ejaculation syndrome. Well, he couldn't, he couldn't ejaculate <clears throat> because he <throat> well, clogged up bacon be- grease. Yeah, that's true. His wife would often complain, Brandy, that his constant masturbation to porn was ruining their sex lives. 
Yeah, but who cares? If he's being abusive to you, let him smack one out so, to a couple of So Charles, to nations. swank. <laughs> yeah. So Charles agreed to give up masturbation on the weekends oh. so that they could have proper sex. Excellent. See? He, he's, he's all about compromise. <laughs> I do not masturbate on Tuesdays. <laughs> Good announcement. I just... Is that your PSA? And I know you're against masturbation. I'm a... Po- it's icky. I do not do it on Tuesdays. <laughs> All right. I don't know what's weirder. That <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it and he doesn't like do it on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, even, well, do you have a schedule? Even even God took a day off. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, it, it, Tuesday is my penis Sabbath. You gotta, let it, you gotta let it rest. <laughs> you are totally, totally going to hell. It's, it's a, the day of rest. It is. Yeah, on the, on the eighth day, God created my penis, and I gotta let it rest on Tuesdays. I see. <laughs> I see. All right. You, you know, know I, I had. I don't I had, keep a schedule. You know, you don't. No, I don't keep a schedule. Oh, check out my phone. I got I got dates in here. I'm Google not calendar. touching your phone. <laughs> New. All right, so he agrees his wife that you know he's trying to make compromises here for this uh, this marriage because he's he, a giver. He would give up masturbation on a weekend so they could have proper sex. He kept his promise, but uh, no longer seemed to enjoy sex with his wife. Well, maybe she was ugly. I don't know. Yes, it's her fault. Around this time, Charles became interested in necrophilia. Brandy, <laughs> that is her fault because she's See, not dead. You know what? Maybe she just wasn't very active. Well, here we go. He, his wife found he doesn't want him very active. His clearly. wife found several magazines on the subject hidden in their closet. When she confronted fronted Charles, wait, uh, hold on, all right. hold hold on. There's magazines dedicated. I to have necrophilia. yeah, I have questions because right. this is pre-internet. Yeah, this is real. So, porn. where do you go exactly to find? Necro- didn't even know that that stuff exists. Necrophilia R Us. I don't know. Yeah, necrophilia R Us. Nice, nice. I don't know, but he he had them. I mean, they, they used to be adult bookstores and stuff where you can get all kind of keys. Right, but neck like swank post mortem that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you know, when I don't when understand. Like, I don't know. But, and how? Wait a minute. And how do you look the cashier in the eye as you're purchasing it? I bet that the cashier is probably used to it. But, but you know, it used to be people buy porn through the mail. Right. So then it come in in brown. But again, how do you know that that's out there in order to well, get a thing? And know. let me tell Maybe you something. Maybe you went to meetings or something. I don't know. No. Is and there a necrophilia association, Colonel? Um, there is an, uh, yeah, the problem is the, it's not a very active group. No, <laughs> but let me, and let me tell you something else. And I don't you got to wear sweaters and shit to the things because they it's keep cold, it cold in there. Yeah. Let me tell you something else. I don't care who you are. If somebody goes rolling through your line with, you know, a necrophilia fetish, uh-huh. that shit that gets talked about. That shit. Oh yeah, they're talking. They're oh. bringing. They're talking about that at Thanksgiving. Dinner. Oh, they're bringing that shit up at staff <laughs> meetings. At you know, watch this fucking guy here. They're, they're bringing. Trying, remember that time? We're going to see this motherfucker on the news right here. This guy. Remember that time that weirdo come in and bought a copy of Barely Breathing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who who makes a magazine Barely Breathing? That's the thing. How do you know uh, you that know that's what? out I want, there? I bet, but I bet if you got on like. But there's like these, you know, there's these groups like uh, that are like pedophile groups. I mean, like. But are, again, but that has been 
that has exploded since the no, no, since no, no. the advent of the internet. No, they had these. Uh, no, I know men they existed. Boys or whatever right, societies. Right, right. Where I know that they existed. Right. But it was the Black Mamba group or something. But I, I mean, know. just all that stuff has exploded since the internet because well, now information I, I runs guess more if you, freely. I guess if you were looking for it, you could find it, and he apparently was. I bet you. I would bet you. $20 that if I went out looking for a necrophilia magazine I would not find it it's hard to find magazines anymore back in the day you could get the true detective and what you could get that yeah that's yeah. fine like I get I but get ne- that necrophilia digest I, I ain't ever run across that one. exactly yeah I like just what <laughs> necrophilia monthly yeah. <laughs> Necro- death becomes her necrophilia <laughs> geographic death comes on her <laughs> Oh. Yes. <laughs> you crushed that Home one, Neville. I did. <laughs> Home and grave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's. I mean, just. Oh, I don't understand how. I that, don't know. I yeah. don't know. But anyway, she found some pornographic uh, necrophilia-related pornographic magazines in a closet. So um, she she confronted him about it. And How'd that go? Uh, Charles tried uh, tried to convince her it was quite normal. How do you back out of that? How do you backpedal out of that? Charles would later insist that his wife take a cold bath filled with ice water before they had sex. Charles stated he loved the feel of her cold, clammy skin after she had taken an ice bath. Charles would ask did, his, did, ask his wife to lay still and try not to breathe during sex. I feel First of all, I feel like she's probably doing that at this point anyway. <laughs> yeah. Second of all... Why are you still there? Because if, unless this motherfucker <laughs> is throwing couple, you... They got a couple kids. <laughs> She's trying to make it work. <laughs> no. But, but why wouldn't he just shove some ice up in there? But I mean, but I mean, unless... I, there's just no way the sex is that good. On one occasion... That you're... No. <laughs> <laughs> on one occasion, Charles brought home a container of embalming fluid. There claiming, we go. Claiming, oh. <laughs> and now he's going a step too far. Well, he just wants claiming to that he's the smell, rub it on her and smell it. Yeah, claiming that the smell aroused him. Oh, that's some nasty shit, too. Well, he seemed to like it. Ew. So, Brandy, <laughs> what happens next to our friend Charles Collin? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Charles... Uh, uh, Edmund Collins. <laughs> Charles fuck dead Collins. Well, Chuck committed his first murder on June the 11th, 1988. Why am I surprised? <laughs> That's shocking. He did not kill somebody. Get the fuck out of here. Well, you know, you have to... You, you, he's putting himself out there trying to meet people. <laughs> dead or alive? Preferably uh, dead. I wonder if he crashes funerals and wakes and shit. There's people who do that. Who no, just do I know. That. But let's I mean, do, let's start doing that, like going to strangers. I thing. don't think I'd like that very much. And those like, like start crying really, really loud. How much they meant to us? <laughs> God, throwing ourselves down <laughs> and trying to get it crawl into the coffin and stuff. And have everybody look. That at that will get people talking for years to come. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that will. But you know, but yeah. you know, there's that one person in every family. Somebody's gonna look at them and go, "Oh yeah, they're related to Aunt So and So over there. That's that's their that's her kids. That's her side." You know, the, the, and you know, my my the unfortunate passing of my sister. The thing that I noticed at funerals is that people will uh, they hug you and they come up and tell you, but. But some of them grope. Yeah. Some of them grope. You got the funeral gropers. 
You know what it's, I don't it's like? Such a problem. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of it's it's not talked about a lot. It's not talked about a lot, but they are a subset of I, people I think out there. Because the shame, it, shame is involved in it. It's a great deal. <laughs> and some of the people I didn't even know. Well. <laughs> and I mean, in fairness, I was opposed to it. I was doing the groping, right? <laughs> I mean, so, but no, yeah, there's nothing worse than a funeral groper for Andy. Here's my thing, and this has always been kind of my thing, yeah, is, and that's just because of the way I was raised or whatever. But if you're going to a funeral or visitation or whatever, like I get it. If you're like my one cousin or my one friend, her dad died, and he was a farmer, and so you know you have all these old farmers showing up in overalls or whatever. Mm-hmm. But God damn it. Seriously, you can't find a decent pair of pants to put on. You got to show up in a Slayer T-shirt and some ripped acid wash jeans. Come on now, well, come depend, on. I mean, it depends if if the person was a big fan of Slayer. No, wrong. no. Now, if it's Winger, it'd be a whole different story. Oh, you oh, don't, you do don't, not rag on Winger. You do not show up. You do not show up. No, with a rat T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, because everybody knows you're just a dumbass. Well, Round clearly. Yeah. That song came yeah. on the radio the other now day. Now show up in like, highway ACDC, like, you know, Highway to Hell. That might be more appropriate. But but seriously, I mean, you're going to somebody, you're going to see somebody's family. They're laid yeah. out there. Could you at least put on some put on decent, polo shirt or something? Put, put on your polo shirt. I, you know, put on put on your good jeans. There's been a breakdown in society. Oh my God! I mean, it, it, well, and, it's and, a funeral. Birthday. And actually, I did notice it at my sister's. How many people had jeans and gym shoes on? No, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it, but see, Renee, make me you, put a dark suit and a tie you, yeah. and everything else on. And then well, people grope me. Well, the I thing wasn't. is, don't have funerals on Casual Friday. Well, <laughs> but you know, well, for me, like the way I was raised, I'm not even comfortable wearing pants in church. You don't wear pants. <laughs> I, I'll at least put on a pair of pants. <laughs> No, I do not. I mean, I have enough respect for Christ. I would like to reach out my hand, a fellow, my hand in Christ to you, so that you... You are going to die on your way home. Your bus is going in the river. You know what? If I die on my way home, at least I'm going to heaven, because you know why? When I go to church, I wear fucking pants. Well, you got to remember, Timmy, she's, she goes to a church where they're picking out partners at the meetings. At the services, so it's like well, it's no. like a fucking river and moon? What do you mean they're <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they got like 45 wives, so it's like, no, don't wear no pants. Don't know where, sh- no, no, no pants. <laughs> Here's how it is in the Mormon church. If you got You know, pants, my church, my if, church is no pants, no service. <laughs> but that they are, if you got pants and shirts, no service. Oh. You can't go to the service because they want to pick you out. They want, it's like, I'll take that one. Uh, that redhead right oh, over there. She's oh, he's, it's like a cattle call. Yeah. Oh, huh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you just insulted our listeners. We don't have your... any Mormon listeners. Yes, we do. Well, we don't we anymore do? after yeah. that. <laughs> we do. We do, and you're a jackass. So. Well, I we... apologize to the real Mormons out there, but not the devil Mormon over here who she's is a fake, a fake Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. Well, I'm not a fake Mormon. I'm not a good Mormon, but I'm certainly not a fake Mormon. Well, you don't wear pants to church. I was a real Mormon. You walk in church without any drawers? <laughs> no, I wear drawers. <laughs> you wear your drawers? I wear my drawers. <laughs> All right. Do you wear the Mormon bloomer pa- no, underwears? No, I never... You know what? I never knew anything about that until long after I quit going to church. Yeah, because you would have stayed if you known about the bloomers. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. I don't think that's, that's that's not a deal breaker. I don't think that's what would have kept they me. They don't there. seem like they offer a lot of support. I but you know women don't really need a lot of support yeah, unless you got the yeah. big labias. Then you need yeah. Some our hoo haws are pretty self 
self-contained. Well, are. no, not if you got the knee-length labias. I've well, seen those the, before. Yeah, there's a fetish <laughs> for that for big labias. You can get a magazine. You <laughs> actually now, Timmy, tell me, illustrated. <laughs> tell me, <laughs> labia life. Uh, tell me, you haven't seen people hanging weights from their labias? Yeah, all the time. No, <laughs> it's crazy. Not, well, no, not necessarily. Well, probably in where you go, <laughs> it's a thing. Some guy, some guy was like pulling an airplane or something with his junk. With his fucking mm-hmm. balls, he hooked up an airplane when he's pulling in an airplane. Yeah. Don't knock it unless you try First it. First of all, why is that? A, how do you find out you have that skill? <laughs> That's <laughs> always take, been my take question. Some balls. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, I would have to. At least two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how do you even find out you have that skill? And then what in your mind says, you know what's a good idea? Here's what I think I'll do. I'm going to throw some hooks yeah. in these bad boys, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to tow a Chrysler six blocks. Yeah. Well, what the fuck? fuck is that all right here hold yeah. my hold it my beer like yeah. hold my beer here. Yeah. yeah all yeah. right it seems like it could do some damage to your t- uh, scrotum you would think or at yeah. least prevent you from reproducing which I'm, I'm, which is good because they probably shouldn't no that's true but so, I, I try to always protect the scrotum don't you colonel i my scrotum is uh, i i have lloyd's of london they insured my scrotum how about that brandy yeah <laughs> when i have my vasectomy they Lloyds of London had somebody standing there next to the doctor making sure my scrotum was okay. No, that brandy. No, that was just a spectator. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually a medical student. That was just, that was just a guy off the street. All All right. right. So Chuck committed his first murder, June 11th, 1988. Judge John W. Yingo senior had been admitted to St. Barnabas medical center, suffering from an allergic reaction to a blood thinning drug. Charles, his assigned nurse, administered a lethal overdose of the medication intravenously. He later admitted to killing 11 patients at St. Barnabas, including an an AIDS patient who died after being being given an overdose of insulin. I would never go to a Barnabas hospital. I'm telling you, it sounds like a circus. You know, I would never want to die of an overdose of insulin. I'm going to die of an overdose. At least let it be heroin, not insulin. Well, yeah. Um, I want it to be Lucky Charms. I well, want to die of an overdose of Lucky Charms one day. Or pizza or Skyline Chili. I don't know if you can do that. Charles quit his job at St. Barnabas on Janu- in January in January of 1992 when hospital authorities began to investigate who might have tampered with bags of intravenous fluid. Mm-hmm. He then took a job at Warren Hospital in Phillipsburg, New Jersey in February of 1992. You know, this is what I don't get about these some bitch angel or death fuckers, all right? Okay. People start dropping off on the ward that they're working on. And then they start to investigate, and the guy who's doing the killing says, oh, you know, I'm quitting now. Yeah. It'll and be, it doesn't raise any suspicion with anybody. Yeah, yeah, we discussed that later on about some of the laws that changed since this guy um, did his thing. Well, you probably didn't put had you, it in had the script. You, yeah, it for is. Us. In, it's it's actually in your Are part you, of the oh, script. Oh, it's in my part so of the script. Got that to look for. Had you read that? <laughs> yeah. Know. yeah. All Typically, right. you save the the pertinent information for yourself so you can blurt out like greedy bastard. You know, I know. It's make us look uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying you anything. Know, he has to do it any way he can because you know. Whatever it's, it's makes him, that, whatever it, makes it, you not, feel better. It's not that difficult. Let me just say that. <laughs> I think it's not it Mount Everest. It's not. <laughs> Speaking of Mount Everest, 
No. All right. So he gets a job at Warren Hospital. There, he murdered three elderly women by giving them an overdose of the heart medication, digoxin. Digoxin. There's a G in there, so I'm. <laughs> I don't know if that's a typo. I think that might or... be a typo there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his final victim said that a sneaky male nurse had injected her as she slept, but family members and other healthcare workers dismissed her comments. And That's fucked up, that man. That is fucked up. Somebody coming well, in and... I mean, you know, you might think that she's hallucinating or dreaming or drug-induced... People just or, dropping over dead and you got a witness saying, hey, this guy's well, shoving needles in, a, in my they're ass. They're in a hospital. People drop over dead in the hospital all the time. Okay. It's like should've. being around you. would you. make a shitty detective. You know what he I He would make a shitty detective. <laughs> it's like, Let me just say this. Yeah. It's like no, being you know related what? to Chuck. <laughs> well, you no. know, people don't investigate that. No, because you know what? Here's the thing with Timmy. Timmy is, the, Timmy is the investigator that had Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. And then just said, you know what? He's such yeah. a nice guy. He's just doing his thing. You go ahead. Hippies do this stuff hippies, all the time. He's a hippie. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what my go. niece said to me we were after after my dear sister's passing? God rest her soul. Um, <laughs> he said to me, just being related to you increases my chances of early yeah. death by 70%. Yeah. So you're a dangerous motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. There's no me and, me and Brandy drop over dead. No one's going to investigate that. All they knew Chuck. Oh, if one of us drops over dead, please investigate. I want that put out there. I want to... I want to Thorough investigation done. We thought you were going to die when they took you away on the in the in the uh, in the murder. ambulance. Yeah, how was you, it? We no. you were gone. No, we all were, Chuck we cared were, about was seeing my boobs. Well, we were no, we were actually thinking about all the good scripts that we could do together. Were you? Yeah, right, right, home. None of you motherfuckers came up to see me or actually, answered the well, phone. Okay, <laughs> okay. Here's gonna, uh, here's the thing. We was, was not admitted to the hospital. You weren't admitted. We you was, went to the ER. You don't. They don't take visitors at the okay. ER. Two things. First of all, they do. And I was sitting out in the waiting room having a heart attack, so you could have seen me there. Second of all, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> second of you all, you want me to stop eating? <laughs> no, I don't he want was that. <laughs> right. I don't want that. I was having a nice uh, uh, naked chicken, chicken, chicken yeah. naked chicken tenders with a uh, side. Second of all, I was out for like two months when I got my gallbladder out. Not one of you motherfuckers. Hey, you need some uh, soup? Hey, motherfucker, I, I called you I once. I texted you. you me <laughs> I texted you. No, nobody came to see me. Nobody sent flowers. Nobody sent shit. You know, I and and I meant to. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> And and I'm just gonna say this, you don't really put out the most welcoming vibe. You don't oh, seem I'm like the kind. Of, you you don't seem like the kind of person that if you're laying in the bed in a nightgown, that I come, hey devil, it's me, Chuck. That like you're gonna be excited to see me. I would have been excited. I was so goddamn bored. I'd have been so fucking excited. I'm not buying that. To I'd me. have gotten you some hot tea. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't next buy time that you're hospitalized, we'll we'll come and see. Nah, you. fuck you, people. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> All right, so in I'll January, send a card anyway, yeah. an e card. Well, actually, we Kevin do was getting ready to send a card to the emergency. Should we send flowers or something? Well, well let's see if me she and dies. We were talking about that. Well, we yeah. said no. You wait to see if she gets admitted. Yeah, you don't know if you're getting to get well or condolence card. You got That's <laughs> shitty. <laughs> you don't want to Stop fucking to. talking to me. You don't have to send two. In January of 1993, <laughs> Adrian Collin filed for divorce. Oh. She later filed two <laughs> domestic violence complaints against him. Shocking. 
The divorce papers and domestic violence complaints depicted Colin as an alcoholic, someone who abused pets by placing them in bowling bags and trash cans, poured lighter fluid onto other people's yeah. drinks, and made prank calls to funeral homes. <laughs> he sounds what like kind a good of time. Making prank calls to funeral homes. How old is this guy? He sounds like a good time. Well, she didn't even get into it. Yeah, and he makes me, he makes me get in a bathtub of ice before I'll, you know, Sprays have the sexy time. Sprays and bombing blood. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hello, is your horse running? Exactly. Uh, he received shared custody, shared custody of his daughters and moved into a basement apartment in Phillipsburg. Do you have Albert in a cad? <laughs> Can I come up and fuck him? What the fuck is wrong with the two of you? That old D that Prince Albert Nick. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. He better let him out. Said he said, "Can I come over, fucking?" Perfect. Perfect. I can kind of, I can kind of get the prank calls. I might be doing it to funeral homes. You know, fucked up. Now they got caller ID. That really ruined. Oh, that yeah, that ruined the prank call industry. It really did. Uh, let's see. He wanted to quit nursing in 1993, but court ordered child support payments forced him to keep working. See, he was it. trying to go straight. Yeah, he was trying. The man, if they would him down, <laughs> the man made him kill people. Well, in March of '93, Charles became obsessed with an attractive female coworker, mm. and he began to stalk her. Shocking. Charles broke into the co-worker's home while she and her young son slept, but left without waking them. Charles then started phoning her frequently, leaving leaving numerous messages and following, <laughs> and following her at work <laughs> and around town. The woman filed a complaint and Colin pled guilty to trespassing and was placed on a year's probation. My brother used to have a... He used to talk to his girlfriend. We had the old, um, you know, party or, you know, the extensions. A party line? No, the extensions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you pick up the phone in one room and yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. listen in the conversation. <laughs> uh, I had this one buddy, and he would always pick up, <laughs> pick up the phone and say, my brother would be talking to his girlfriend or whatever, and my friend would pick up the phone and say, <laughs> and then he said. <laughs> <laughs> And then he said, <laughs> I wish you all could see. Timmy can't even stand himself. He's so fucking tickled right now. Oh my God, it cracked me up. My I can tell. And then my he friend said, Marty. Was, <laughs> and then he said, Marty Furnier. Yeah, Marty Furnier. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. Yeah, he's a good guy. Well, perfect. You, are, you better now? Yes. All righty. What's funny? You dumbass. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So the woman filed a complaint. He gets out. Okay. The day after his arrest, Colin attempted suicide. Again. Yeah. He took two months off of work and I was treated for depression at two psychiatric facilities. I don't right. believe he was committed. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Suicide. <laughs> Clearly. 20 times. He attempted suicide two more times before the end of the year. He left his employment at Warren Hospital in December of 93 and took a job at Hunter Medical Center in Rarity Township, New Jersey, early the next year. Charles worked in the hospital's intensive care cardiac care unit for three years. Oh, well. During his first two years, Colin claims he didn't murder anyone. Yeah, you see that? He's living, going straight. There one, you go. One me. But, don't look at me. Don't look at me. me. But hospital <laughs> records for the time period have already been destroyed at the time of his arrest in 2003, preventing any investigation into these claims. Hmm. He did, however, admit to murdering five patients in the first nine months of 1996. Once more, Colin administered overdoses of dioxin. There it is. He really like dioxin, didn't he? Well. Uh, okay, so I'm going to be honest with you here. Those first nine, I did not murder them. But the second five, I did. Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. yeah. no, honestly, I'm telling you, you know, truthfully. Yeah. You know. you know, just at that point, just fess up. Yeah. Uh, Charles became a licensed registered nurse in Pennsylvania in 1994. Scored extremely high on the National Council licensure examination for registered nurses. He found work at Morris Memorial Hospital in Morris, New Jersey. He was fired in August of 1997 for poor performance. He remained unemployed for six months and, and by stopped. poor performance, they meant killing people. Right. Yeah. I can get fired from being a nurse <laughs> for that. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, he remained unemployed Remember for six months. Remember when they used to call? They used to describe male uh, guys that were nurses as male nurses. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. No. It's just nurse. Nurse. Yeah. Uh, they he stopped making child support payments. In October of 97, Cullen appeared in the Warren Hospital emergency room and sought treatment for depression. He was admitted to a psychiatric facility but left a short time later. His treatment had not improved his mental health. Tried to kill himself again. How many suicides? And what do they constitute as a suicide I think he had over 20 attempts. 20, yeah, 20 attempts. But but here's the thing. He tried to kill himself 20 times unsuccessfully, but he murdered 45 people successfully. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't think he's really trying. I don't think he's trying at all. Well. I I don't think this son of a bitch, he's a slacker. Here. Neighbors. He's got that bacon fat. Bacon dick. (laughs) Yeah, bacon dick. Neighbors said he could be found chasing cats down the street in the dead of night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yelling or talking to himself and making faces at people when he thought they weren't looking. You can do that shit now. In February of 1988, Cullen was hired by Liberty Nursing and Rehabilitation Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Allentown. He worked Wasn't that a song? Yes. So that was Billy Joel. In here in Allentown. Oh, that's Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Yeah, Billy Joel. Not, yeah. I was thinking it was Bruce. He worked in a ward for patients who needed ventilators to Don't breathe. Don't you ever confuse you Billy, Billy Joel. You know, Billy Joel, does he seem conceited to you? I, I don't know. Um, I've never not really anymore. thought much Now, of... I would have been conceited if I was while I was married to Christy Brinkley. Yeah. I would have been she humbled up, when she left She was she an uptown girl. Up. Living in her uptown world. <laughs> no. 
She's been First living of all, that's in the wrong key. That's, there's so much wrong with that. Sing, I didn't know. Uh, we didn't start the fire. I no. like that song. We didn't start the fire. Look. But it's been always burning since the world been turning. JFK, blah, 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 blown away, blah, 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 blown Who away. Who is singing that song? Because <laughs> that is awful. I always thought we could do a podcast. We'd take every topic of that song. Yeah. All right. So he's working in this place where they need ventilators to breathe. Charles told colleagues that he thought the ventilators were not necessary, because in his medical opinion. All right. They weren't necessary, and they created a dependence just like the drugs. Oh, well, yeah, you could become dependent on them, I suppose. In Char- in May, Charles filed for bankruptcy, claiming nearly $67,000 in debts. Liberty Nursing Home fired Charles in 1998 after he was seen entering a patient's room holding two syringes in his hands like daggers. The patient ended up with a broken arm, but apparently no injections were made. Mm. Charles Cullen was accused of giving patients drugs at unscheduled times. He then went and worked at Elston Hospital in Elston, Pennsylvania from November of 98 to March of 99. On December 30th of 1998, he murdered yet another patient with dioxin. See, here's the pattern. He keeps quitting or getting fired before they investigate, and the the hospitals are so worried about being sued for a— They won't investigate. Yeah, a— Well, they don't want to investigate it. It's easier just to sweep right. it under the rug. Well, it's it's kind of like here. They don't really look into what we do because they don't want to know. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of like making sausage. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Of, well, it's kind of like you know. Think about it. Every ever all these memes you see, mm-hmm. the you know everything's better with bacon. Mm-hmm. Is a dick better with bacon grease in it? I don't know. We have to put a. You pole can get up. bacon lube. Really? Yeah. Now, how would you know that? I heard about it. Yeah, where did you see that at? Because I've never. Have you heard of that, Colonel? What bacon B- lube? Bacon, bacon, bacon lube? Yeah. No. Yeah. Look so, it up. Yeah. No, I'm just curious where you saw all that. I've heard of it yeah. on the radios. They play a really? program that I listened to in the morning was talking about it. A bacon lube. Yes. Hmm. Is it just bacon grease that you smear no, on yourself? No, it seems a bacon little... lube. It's <laughs> supposed to smell it and seems, taste like bacon. It seems like that would be a. A topic that wouldn't be discussed on a radio show. It yeah. sounds like it'd be something you might see on some pornographic. Pornographic, website. yeah. You've been watching Cinemax again, Devil. Taxi cab. First of all, you two are <laughs> fucking idiots. Don't even pull that shit on me. Look at the fuck up. Bacon lube. Hold on. Uh, a coroner's blood test showed lethal amounts. Why of am I a fucking researcher all of a sudden? I'm like fact, a fact checker. Lethal amounts of dioxin. Don't, don't even <laughs> consider yourself a researcher, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, I know. Fact o- checker. Okay, okay, because this motherfucker in here doing the hieroglyphics and shit and putting them in a script. I know. Bacon lube. It came right up. <laughs> <laughs> See? It's trending. Holy shit. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? See? Oh, no, this is for your beards. Who in the fuck will put bacon grease in their beard? Dude? And the, I'm going to tell you this. For all you hipster motherfuckers with beards, all right? They drink past blue ribbon. If you cannot, if you cannot change your brakes on your car, shave the goddamn beard. Shave okay. the fucking beard. Go ahead, Brandon. You don't get to walk around with work boots. Well, chop a tree and down tree. or something. Or you can chop a tree down. You can do any kind. Do some manly shit. Yeah. All right. Just don't but carry do your not PBR. Carry your PBR. And got your your bacon lube or in your beard. Walk into a bar and order an apple teeny. 
Uh, that should just get you knocked right out of the bar. Yes. I went this. I think I mentioned this before. I went to this. Uh, Did you find the bacon lube for rec, for the sexy time? I yeah, would, it's like twenty four dollars a bottle. I know, but what does it say? It says dirty South bacon, four ounces. Why wouldn't you just grab some bacon grease and Bec- put it in that's, your ass? Because there is a huge difference there between bacon lube and bacon um, grease. <clears throat> anyway, th- I went to this. Hold I on, went, what the fuck? Here you go, devil. Nope. Here you go. Nope. Bacon scented underwear. Hmm. So I can have dogs follow me around all day. <laughs> no, it's for men. Oh no! So they can have dogs. <laughs> yeah. First of all, there ain't no girl gonna follow you around if you smell like bacon. <laughs> bacon, bacon. <laughs> all right, Colonel. So, uh, please continue. You interrupted my in some important story I had, but no, you know, tell me your goddamn story. No, I went to. I think I mentioned this before. We went to uh, dinner up to in, in Chicago last summer, and we went to one of these trendy little, you know, hipster mm-hmm. restaurants. And I ordered a cola. I ordered a diet coke or something, and they said, oh, "We don't serve that here. We have house cola." Oh, yeah. those motherfuckers! House Kiss cola. my ass. <laughs> You got RC, motherfucker, that you're pouring <laughs> into a Sprite, cup. Yeah. Damn it. House cola. That's an amazing story cola. that I'm glad no, they, I stopped No, there's a for. little place down here that uh, I asked them, I said, do you have Coke? And they said, we have Mexican Coke. Oh, Mexican Coke's the shit. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because it's made with real sugar. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't it's know. It's the shit. And I said, okay, give me one of them. Motherfucker, bring out like a four ounce bottle. Yeah, no. I was like, you're going to need to get like six of those. Yeah. Does this come with free refills? There's one of my favorite places to eat ever has makes its own house cola. It's really good. Ugh. I think it's fucking uh, pretentious as hell. Okay. Well, remember those machines, those soda machines? You can make your own mm-hmm. soda. I have one. Oh, yeah, you do like Those the... have kind of fizzled out. Well, you, you, can, nah. you see what I did? No, I you, can, you can still do it. Like if you go to one of the, you know what? I hate those soda machines where you got to push the big button in the middle. And oh, you why get, does that wear you out? I, I love those like things, Those Coke freestyle machines. Oh, my God. Oh, just, I love those. Mixing so up many 30 choices. different five Just plate. give me five choices and let me put the cup against the little thing and then I'll get my, the pop I want. I don't want to play with the little thing and I have to select which cola I want. But you ever like put in different ones like Mountain Dew with Pepsi with no. Coke? Oh, it's quite tasty. No, it's not. Yeah, it's quite tasty. No. It's called them suicides. Yeah, I know what they're called. Yeah, quite I, tasty. I was a kid once, too. It's quite tasty. No, they're not. They're gross. Are you going to get done with your part of oh, this? Oh, for fuck's sake. Would you? Yeah, we, uh, we ain't got so, a fucking day here. So he murders another person, patient with dioxin. You know, you don't sound like you care. Or... It, you know, it's. I mean, she we're no talking empath- about old people's lives here. Say, so murders another person with dioxin. Because so I already read that part. Old. Wait a minute, I, and it, this one isn't dioxin; it's digoxin. Digoxin again? Yeah. He got the digoxin. Digoxin, which I think is generic for dioxin, but I can't swear to it. But anyway, tell me again how stupid can, we are. Can you please? The coroner's blood test showed lethal amounts of dioxin. In the patient's blood, but an investigation was inconclusive and nothing pointed definitively to Charles as the murderer. Charles continued to find work. A nationwide <clears throat> nursing shortage made it difficult for hospitals to recruit nurses and no reporting mechanisms or other systems existed to identify nurses with mental health issues or employment problems. Charles took a job at a burn unit at Lehigh Valley Hospital in Allentown, Pennsylvania in March of '99. During his tenure at Lehigh Valley Hospital, Colin murdered one patient and attempted to murder another. Can you show a little concern? You just read it like Why, this. Why, they're dead you already? He, here, you have can, no I, can I just see your script for one second there, devil? Just one Let second. Let him show you how Let to me show do you. it. 
Let him show you how. Let me show, just show you something here. Show, put some emotion in it, Colonel. When she, uh, when we get these are people's lives. Wait a minute, you're not you. You struggle to read your own part. Why are you reading mine? Charles continued to find work, but a nationwide nursing shortage made it difficult for hospitals to recruit nurses. And you see how he did it there. And no reporting mechanisms or other system existed to identify nurses (laughs) with mental illness. Read your own shit, Brandy. That's how you read it. Read it with feeling. Read it from your diaphragm. Ain't First no, of all, let's not talk about my diaphragm. Ain't no bitch, ain't no party coming that bitch's way. That's all I'm saying. All right, Colonel, please right. continue. I, I'm going to adjust my mic so I can uh, get into this. Christ in a sidecar. Can you get on with it? Eyes. In April of 1999, Timmy, Cullen voluntarily resigned from Lehigh Valley Hospital and took a job at St. Luke's Hospital in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That's where Bethlehem yeah. still is from. That's where Jesus and was born, Jesus. too. And the yeah. baby Jesus. Baby Jesus and still. Where he... Still what? Still waters? Still what? <laughs> Please don't make fun. You are discriminating yeah, against me don't because be so of my, racist. My, Appalachian don't be racist. I, my Appalachian background. Yeah. I'm not discriminating oh, against you. Oh, you're discriminating. No, I'm making <laughs> fun of you. Yeah. Racist. Discriminating would be You're triggering would be denying me. You you're something. triggering me, devil. Triggering With your you. racism. Okay? Your racism is triggering You're blatantly me. racist in calling, making fun of my Appalachian heritage. <clears throat> you're I'm just saying person. there's a difference between still and steel. Well, can we get back to what this dastardly bastard was doing? He so he gets this job where Jesus' hometown is Bethlehem, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I know. He was born in Bethlehem, uh, someplace over there in the Middle East. Thanks for the religious <laughs> lesson. <laughs> where Not he, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure of that. Well, I don't think you know shit from apple butter. So how you like that? I'm pretty sure it was. At, at, you uh, don't know Beth, shit from Beth, apple butter. Bethlehem. I see where he was in Nazareth, right? <laughs> Jesus. Well, they did call him Jesus of Nazareth. Tuesday's so. gone with the wind. <laughs> I like that song. He Love hurts. Yeah, he sang it. Ain't no messing with the... Do you want me to do this part or not? Yeah, I'm looking at where Jesus was born, but go ahead. Are you Jesus Christ, me? crack open a book once in a while, motherfucker. You don't know where Jesus is I, I swear is born? I've never read Crack the open Bible. a history book. I've never yeah. read the Bible. You've never read the news. heathen motherfuckers. No, you know what? And the funny thing is my mom, she insists that she took us to Sunday school every Sunday. You know what? If Dottie says she did it, you did it. And Jesus was born in Nazareth, by the way. I know. But- everybody in the world knows <laughs> Jesus was born in Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. They called him Jesus of Nazareth. Why do you think they called him that? I want to know. I, I get confused with these relationships. So his mom was Mary. Mm-hmm. All right. His dad was God, but his dad was also Joseph. Well, well Joseph was like a stepfather. Stepdad, yeah. He was a father figure. I will be your father. He figure. was his earthly Put father. I'm just saying. Easy, George. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you're the Messiah. <laughs> You know, you should be able to know who get who really, to get the card for. Are we for really going to go down this road? Father's Day. I, I agree. No, I, he's the son of God, and let's just move on. Is I he didn't the know son we were of debating God, that. or is he God, Timmy? Because there's a well, there's he's a, the Trinity, right? Well, no, we can't. Trinity. Jesus isn't God, according to Christian beliefs. The Trinity, Jesus, God, the Holy Ghost, all one and the same. Mm-hmm. 
to be a Christian. Yeah. How do you not know that? Yeah, I How know can that. you call Heaven, yourself a Christian shit. and not know that? She's not The whole Christian. Christian faith is based on the Trinity. No, I got the Trinity. the Trinity. I got that. But it's the belief but that God Jesus and, and God Jesus are different things. They're, no, the Trinity would say no. that they're all the same. Okay. Read. Okay, well, we're going to have, a, have a, a debate about this because you was wrong about the shit. goddamn gravy. Now you're trying to tell me. I, I, oh, I'm not the, wrong about the gravy. Lord and Savior. <laughs> oh, I got I, the gravy. I just think it's hilarious the three of us are sitting around debating <laughs> religion. <laughs> Let's, I don't want to. I don't want to ever do it again. Because you know what? Neither none of us in this room know shit about religion. I. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give Renee a call here right now. She'll mm. tell you about the Trinity. God damn it. <laughs> so. Hey, come on. Yeah. No, don't, don't oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just. I'm. You know. No. <laughs> I. I. I, I just. You know. I. I. You know. I'm serious. I don't know a lot about religion. I didn't. I didn't study religion. And, Settle down. Well, you don't know Jesus was from Nazareth. But I did. I mean, know. I, I did know. I did the lead know. Singer of the bass player. I did <laughs> yeah. know that. I didn't know about the Holy Trinity. Though. Wouldn't that be awesome if there was a guy in Nazareth named Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I bet he could whip off some rip, wicked riffs. Oh. <laughs> Be all like this, and his bass was playing. Yeah. Okay, so I guess tell me more. Listeners. Okay, I'm going to tell you more because this gets yeah, we have this gets very people, grim. and we're sorry. We we don't mean to make fun of religion. We I'm not making make fun, fun of it. Fun. We're having we're a just discussion. Questioning it, just wanting to know the facts. Well, I don't want, I know, but I don't want I don't want people to be offended by it. We're not really making fun of it. We're just we're okay. Idiots. Thank you for the disclaimer. I'm an idiot. I don't know a whole lot about religion. I admit that. But you keep talking about it. Yeah. Well, I know that there's and a now trinity. You're trying, I know now you're on the internet trying to look up something about Christianity. Now I'm on the Facebook page. It's like page. you're trying to look. So what now happens? you're on the internet. You're trying to figure out the whole thing about God. Yeah, you can find out God.com. You ain't going to find God on the internet. God.com. God.com. I think there's a conspicuous lack of, <laughs> yeah. of God on of the internet. Of God on the yeah. internet. You know what? I'll ask Allie. She knows everything. She can tell me about God. I, you know, there's a lot of religious people in our group. So Allie is very, Allie is very, uh, very religious. She's Australian. She can't have that much. Oh, for religion. the love of Pete, will you read? Well, I, I mean, Allie. there's all. Allie's one of my favorite people in the world. She's one of my favorite people in the world too, but she's a convict. She is okay. not a convict. Everybody from Australia sprang from convicts. Because it's a penal colony. It's a penal colony. It's a penal colony. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Shout out to Nick Johnson. Hello, Nick. All right, continue, Colonel. Okay, now, I'm going to start over here because I feel oh, like you broke my God. pace. In April 1999, Timmy, yes. Cullen voluntary, voluntarily resigned from Lehigh Valley Hospital and took a job at St. Luke's Hospital in Bethlehem, not the birthplace of our Lord and Savior, Pennsylvania, where he was suspected of administering Non-prescribed drugs to patients, Timmy. Should not do that. I wish, I wish no, you, you somebody would have done that. that to me. Can you feel the pain in my voice when I say that? Yeah. Unlike that flat effect oh, over she here. Has no, she has no effect. At all. No compassion. Mm. Cullen then worked at St. Luke's Cardiac Care over the next three years. How do you live with yourself? Over the next three years, he murdered five more patients and attempted to murder two more. And see, I, see, I am just, outraged. See, you can hear the outrage in his voice. But when you say it, it's like, oh, killed somebody else. Yeah, it's like I filled up the car with tank or with gas, tanked it with gas, and he killed five people. So in January. Well, you know, it, the lack of empathy is a sign of mental illness. Let me tell you it's something. sociopathy. I just want this noted. Motherfucker's going to want to get out of here in about an hour. And yet, 
he continues to interrupt <laughs> and take us off track. We could have this done forever. Ago. I am. I try to be entertaining for our listeners. Um, I the listeners love me. Yeah, and, that, uh, and he said now or whatever thing was. He does not. Uh, they do not particularly. Uh, they they love it when the colonel and I do podcast on our own. Isn't that right, Colonel? They tend to, yeah. We see a spike in the numbers. Do a you? huge spike. I'm mm. gonna put a spike in your head. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We we love you, Brandy. Even if oh our fuck off. <laughs> even if our listeners don't. Yeah, even if the listeners don't like you that much. Yeah. Now there's off. some dedicated women on Team Brandy. Oh, though. they are now. They make their uh, Team Brandy. My team is amazing. But go yeah. ahead. Bunch yeah. of dirty. Horrors. I have a lot of. Uh, I, my team's kind of under the radar. You only got two people. They're kind of under the radar. They don't. You know, they don't like They're not the, flashy. They're not flashy. They're yeah. not fancy. <laughs> no, they don't not. they don't even admit they're on Team Timmy. They, they don't well, ask for much. push comes to shove, they will, but they don't go out. You know, they don't have to wear it on their sleeve. <laughs> I can I could run off the names of five, oh ten God. women that could be on the cover of Maxim magazine right now that are on Team Colonel. All right, but don't do that. Let's get to the on to the script. Okay. Gang, you, um, let's remember where you are. I forgot. I'm gonna start all over. No. Again <laughs> so he's, now in he's January. Why do I mean seriously? There's people who actually listen to this podcast. And would Jan you really? Would you? In January, two ot 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 ot. Cullen attempted to suicide. Yeah, two thousand. July. January two. January two. Ot 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 Yeah. Yeah. He can't count. He attempted Clearly. suicide again. All right. He put a charcoal grill in his bathtub. Yes. Lit it and hoped that the carbon monoxide would kill him. Why didn't he just put a throw a toaster in his bathtub? I don't him? know. This don't seem like. Why didn't he just jump out a window? You know why he fucked you up? You know that whole this murder suicide can't... thing. Start with the suicide. <laughs> this 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 bitch just don't know how to do it. All he had to do was put his fucking head in the grill. What's a bathtub got to do with anything? Uh, I don't think that he, um, <clears throat> I don't think he was thinking. It's not through. well thought through. Yeah, why didn't he set himself on fire? So neighbors smelled the smoke, called the fire department and the police. This douchebag's taken to the hospital and the psychiatric facility. But he was back home the following day because, you know, that's not Well, that and our mental health, our mental health, you know, well, system well, in this we country. we are on top of things when it right. comes to mental health. All over <clears throat> So, no one suspected Cullen of murdering patients at St. Luke's Hospital because Timmy was on the case, and it was like, oh, yeah, that's what people do. You know, old people, they drop over dead. Inspector I, Clouseau. <laughs> exactly. Until a co-worker more accidentally like, uh, Columbo. found uh, files no. of unused... Oh, you'll, find, you'll see me on some, uh, sometimes downtown wearing a raincoat. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you... I don't think you investigate in crimes. Yeah, Timmy, I think you theaters. might be committing crimes. He just looks like McGruff the crime dog. Yeah. <laughs> he got his little fedora on. That's right. Then he looks like where in the world's Carmen San Diego. <laughs> yeah. I never liked that game. I couldn't get that you game. You could never find her? No. Well, I thought she was in San Diego. No, that's her name, which is why you suck at that game. Yeah. I, did, I was good at Leisure Suit Larry, though. Were you? Yeah. I, I like Waldo. I want it noted Timmy's phone went off. No, it wasn't yeah. my phone. It was your phone. No, it was not. Okay, now. I see my sound is off. Okay, now there's people dying here. God damn it. Could we pay attention? It's Chuck's phone. My phone way over here. Ain't got nothing to do with my phone. Now, Come listen on. to me. 
No one suspected Cullen was murdering patients at St. Luke's until a co-worker accidentally found vials of unused medication in the disposal bin. Whoops. So, okay, it, so he was trying to smuggle drugs out of the Motherfucker. I, Just keep going. He, no, he had them packed in his ass, Timmy. <laughs> no, they were in the garbage can, all right? Yeah, because he was sneaking them out. It That's appeared the someone trick was the sneaking them out of the hospital. I think he was sneaking them out. I think he was throwing them away. No, he was sneaking them out. Through yeah. the, he would go to the dumpster. The drugs were not valuable outside the hospital and were not used by recreational drug users, so the theft seemed curious. Hmm. An investigation showed that Charles had taken the medication and he was fired and escorted from the building in June 2002. Seven St. Luke's nurses who worked with Charles later met with Lehigh County District Attorney to alert the authorities of their suspicions that Charles Cullen had used drugs to kill patients. They pointed out between January and June... Two at at two, Cullen had worked twenty percent of the hours on his unit, but was present for nearly two thirds of the deaths. Yeah, that's a little. Uh, it's a statistical anomaly that Ooh, needed like, like to that be word. investigated. I like that word, Colonel. Thank you. Anomaly. Yeah. Can you but, say it? No. But okay. investigators never looked into his past. And the case was dropped nine months later for lack of evidence. Charles worked for a short time at Sacred Heart Hospital in Allentown, but not get, did not get along with his co-workers. Shocking. And often he didn't get along with the patients. They closed all the factories down in Allentown. That's what I heard. And yeah. he left. In September 2002, Charles found a job at Somerset Medical Hospital in Somerset, New Jersey, Timmy. Charles worked in Somerset's critical care unit where people die all the time. His depression was getting worse, even though he had begun dating a local woman, a live woman, a woman with a pulse. Well, well that's was, why he's sad. That's why he said. Yeah. At Somerset, see, this is a crazy thing. He was into necrophilia, but he was killing people, but he never banged the corpses. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, Keep on. going. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was say, he probably left that out. Maybe I should have read this. Okay. So anyway, at Somerset, Charles Cullen murdered eight more patients and attempted to murder another one by June. See, see the outrage? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, you, it was just, it's quite traumatic reading you're doing. Yeah. Once more, his drugs of choice were dioxin and insulin. Now, on June 18th, 2-3, Cullen attempted to murder Philip Gregor, a patient at Somerset. Gregor survived and was discharged. He died six months later of natural causes. Or did he? Or did he? Well, Soon afterwards, the hospital's computer system showed that Cullen was accessing the records of patients he was not assigned to. Mm. Dum, that's dum, a, dum, that's dum. suspicious. Co-workers were seeing him in patients' room. Mm. Computerized drug dispensing cabinets, I hate those some bitches. were showing that Cullen was requesting medications that patients had not been prescribed. The executive director... Something is amiss, Brandy. Something Shame. is amiss, yeah. The executive director of the New Jersey Poison Information and Education System warned Somerset Medical Center officials in July 2003 that at least four of the suspicious overdoses indicated that an employee was killing patients. But the hospital put off contacting authorities until October. By then... Charles Cullen had killed another five patients and attempted to kill a sixth, Timmy. 
He's out of control. Oh, he's really out of control. He then proceeded to have sex with the victims. Ah. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, they were there. (laughs) You cannot just kill somebody and bang them. It's just not socially acceptable. So state officials penalized the hospital, Timmy, for failing to report a non-fatal incident overdose in August. The overdose had been administered by Cullen. When Cullen's final victim died of low blood sugar in October, the medical center alerted outside authorities. An investigation into Cullen's employment history revealed past suspicions about his involvement with prior deaths. Hmm. Huh. They, the pieces of the puzzle Somebody should have done a background check. Place. Yeah. I think they got it on the thing now. Have you ever murdered anybody? Do you want to murder That's anybody? That's what I had, to, I had to fill that out when I came here. Do you get a Woody murdering anybody? And if they're dead, would you get a Woody and act upon that Woody? You know, I, when I, I, I worked for the FBI for a year, and they made me— Deputy f- dog. <laughs> yeah, that's they when, made me fill out—I had to swear that I wasn't a communist. Bet those crimes went down. Well, on so, the CIA— No, I didn't. I didn't huh? On the CIA no, website— I applied, No, I applied for one. On the CIA website, they uh-huh. advise you not to tell anybody that you applied to the CIA. Oh, well, I'm telling people. Yeah. Well, they advise you not to. You get laid. And then your computer CIA. explodes. I'm going to get me a little CIA t-shirt. And then your computer explodes. That's a panty dropper working for the CIA. Well, Charles was arrested. <laughs> okay. So now Somerset Medical, they fired him for lying on his job application. Not for murdering and banging him, but for lying on his job application. Can't have it. Police kept him under surveillance for several weeks until they finished their investigation. Charles was arrested on one count of murder and one count of attempted murder at a restaurant on December 14, 2003. He was arrested at a restaurant or he was or he was or he was picked up on suspicion of murder at a restaurant. I know, but I'm not going to tell you. He was arrested on one count of commas are commas are crucial. And one count of. Murder. Attempted murder at a restaurant, December. There ain't a fucking comma in this some bitch. So, on December, I, I got words that are scratched out. I got all kinds of shit here. I mean, I, did he kill anybody at the restaurant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on December fourteenth, two thousand three, he admitted to the murder of the Reverend Florian Gall and the attempted murder. Of ten, Kayusha Han, both patients at Somerset. In April two ot ot four, Cullen pleaded guilty at a New Jersey court to killing thirteen patients and attempting to kill two others by lethal injection while employed at that's Somerset. That's a that's a baker's dozen. <laughs> well, you you need those even numbers. Yeah. As part of his plea agreement, he promised to cooperate with authorities and not to kill no more people. Oh, oh! If they did not seek the death penalty for his crimes, I hope they don't put, let that motherfucker work in the infirmary, <laughs> right? In medical, in the jail. A month later, he pleaded guilty to the well, murder of three more patients in New Jersey. He did promise not to kill any more people. Oh yeah. In yeah. November two thousand four, word is bond. Pinky swear. Word is bond. He pled guilty. In a Pennsylvania court, to killing six patients and trying to kill three others. Where's the outrage? Is what I want to know. You can hear my voice. The outrage. That's yeah. outrage, Timmy. Right. Not what you was reading, devil. You was reading like, 
Yeah. And then she said, uh, I think it's her medication. It, it takes. It might be. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway, uh, my medication is the only reason you two are still sitting <laughs> upright. As of July 2005, two five, Charles Cullen remained in the Somerset County Jail in New Jersey as authorities continued to investigate the possibility of his involvement in other deaths. Because now these fucking Clusos are putting shit together. Mm. After a bunch of old people, of course, you know, and, 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 and I don't mean to sound insensitive, oh, well. but this all happened. <laughs> but he's I, going I, to. <laughs> I, I, that's always followed by an insensitive remark. <laughs> no, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but if you're going to wait 10 years to investigate a motherfucker for killing old people, those people is going to be dead anyway. You don't know that. More than likely. Statistically, you don't know that. be dead. He doesn't know that. You don't know that. I don't know that. I know. None of us know. None of us know. None of us know None when of the us good Lord is going to call us home. Well, uh, you <laughs> later on today. <laughs> well, first of all, the Lord ain't calling you because the Lord don't know your name, Timmy. Uh, I am. I, I pray every night. <laughs> no, screaming, oh God, does not count as praying. Yeah. I pray that you have this fucking podcast. <laughs> it's hurtful. Pray, I, had, I, I thought maybe we do that 10. somebody sends you text some pictures of their boobs is not really a religious thing, you know, Timmy. You know, the easiest way I, to get a titty shot is I to hand me the, the phone and it will pop up. <laughs> It'll pop right up. You yeah. know, I never ask for women to send me pictures like that. They just they feel compelled to, and I <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I don't even talk. You know, uh, Claire and I have been dating, what, three years, two and a half years? We've never once talked about sex. Not one time talked about sex. Well, you've actually had sex. We've had sex, but we don't, I mean, we don't. Is it good sex? Yeah, she's amazing. I mean, because she looks she's like, she's she beautiful. She's and beautiful she's passionate. Woman. I mean, it's wonderful. But we, I mean, I, I, I don't get the whole cyber sexting and all that. I don't get that. I don't get the You thrill. know what? I would do anything pretty much if I can have my penis in my hand while I'm doing it, Timmy. Okay, well. Perfect. Put your penis in your hand right. and finish the fucking <laughs> yeah. script. Hold on for a minute. <laughs> now, on March 10, what do you mean, motherfucker? Look at me and finish your script. You had to pop in here do with... you know what I got in my hand? <laughs> Put your penis in Tim's hand. And let's get on with it. I do not touch peni. <laughs> so, on March 10... I don't 10, even touch my own. Two odd, odd six, Cullen was brought into Will the courtroom. Will you stop it with the odd odds? <laughs> Oh, so they getting dusty. When odd odds only count when it's in the nineteenth or the twentieth century, not two thousand. They're no longer odds. When you go pee, then does it just spray off like a big yeah. fire hose? Just yeah. It's usually it usually it's usually well before a time I get to the urinal. Ah, do you wash your hands before you pee? You know what I do, and you know why? You know why? Because I do. Because I figure, you know what? This only thing I got going for me, and I need to take good care of it. So I wash my hands before I touch it. I before, ain't touching during, that and thing. after? Before, during, you know, I ain't I, touching that thing with dirty I hands? Touch, if I touch food, I have to wash my hands. It drives me crazy. After I eat, if I touch food, it just drives me nuts, not until I wash my hands. That's my hmm. little... Jesus Christ. I, 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 I wash just, my hands if I do butt stuff and things like that. <laughs> I keep hand sanitizer with me. But, <laughs> butt stuff? <laughs> You know, it just made me laugh because it was the thread on the pages. <laughs> on, our if you was invis- page. on our Facebook page, if you was invisible for one day, what would you do? And my only answer was butt, butt stuff. stuff. 
Jesus. Because I'm just imagining somebody sitting in the shower. All right. Confession time. Like, Brandy, have you no, ever? No, it's not confession time. It's <laughs> time to get this fucking over with. Have you ever engaged in any kind I'm of anal I'm not participating sex. in no, this I'm conversation just, at all. It's just me and you and Chuck. I'm not, I, yeah, no, no the recording's not. off. We're, you know, this is personal between no, us. It's all bullshit lies. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Chuck, how about you? Huh? How about you? Um, I think I've made myself clear on that point before. Oh, my God. Come on. So you have. We're about ready to get huh? stormed on. Yeah. yeah, like just maybe 30 minutes ago. All right. So. <laughs> right before he walked in to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Every time I do one of these podcasts, I You're feel like I'm ass? being violated. Yeah. So anyway, on March 10. Two at at six. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cullen was brought into the courtroom of Lehigh County President Judge William Pratt for a sentencing hearing. His friends called him Bill. Cullen, who was upset with the judge, kept repeating, Your Honor, you need to step down. You're you, out of order. You are out of order. This whole courtroom's out of order. And uh, he probably watched that. He probably watched Justice for Justice. That's one of my favorite movies. Well, I just told Dominique to watch that. I mean, he watch takes that. life advice from the village people, so anything's possible. <laughs> He's career advice. Yeah. Now he I did this. If he went to the YMCA, probably for thirty minutes, until Platt had him gagged with a cloth and duct tape. Mm. Yes. And then t- zip tied his hands behind his back, and bent him over the desk and sodomized him <laughs> oh, in the courtroom. Come on. come on, he did not. Get to the point. He did do the duct tape stuff. Yeah, though. he did. They, they duct taped him. And, and you yeah. know, somebody was thinking about sodomizing. No. Once you get the duct tape on somebody, somebody's thinking about some sodomy. That's all I'm saying. I think you're weird. <laughs> I think you think about sodomy. If A someone, lot. <laughs> someone talks about the weather. <laughs> Charles, gonna, it's going to rain. I'll tell you what. Today, it's going to rain. You know, you know what? what else is coming down? Sodomy. Sodomy. <laughs> I, I, I'm in a group text, and I don't like to be in that group text with my whole family. And Renee is like, have you seen the sky today? It's beautiful. Now, the fucking boys, I got one in Chicago, one in Cincinnati, one in Los Angeles. What fucking sky Who's are you talking LA? about? Tanner. Oh, is he really? He's just there for a short while, ah, but okay, cool. he's going back to Chicago. So she's like, it's a beautiful day. The sky's so blue outside. And I was like, it's, you know, and then they're all being happy to one another. I was like, you know, what? it's it's hotter than Satan's nutsack outside. How is it a beautiful day? And then everybody turns on me. Like Are I we going to hit a point sometime? There's no point. Because you're on a group text of who gives a fuck. Because I want them to get me off of the group text. What? I get out what does and that they have add to do me with, again. What does that have to do with him or sodomy? It's it's because I get sodomized. I get violated by these group texts. Okay. Okay. Come on. They violate yeah, my phone. Uh, you're you're killing me. You're violating so Charles, my senses. Now, hold on. Hold on. Let me get to where I'm at here. All right. Charles Cullen was sentenced to 11 consecutive, mm-hmm. consecutive, not concurrent, All right. Right. life sentences in New Jersey. So if he to, reincarnated. To be ineligible for parole for 397 years. But, see, this is where the law went easy on him. With good behavior, he could get out in 212. Uh. He was held at the state pen in Trenton, New Jersey. Prompted by the Cullen case, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and 35 other states adopted new laws which encourage employers to give honest appraisal of workers' job performance and which give employers immunity when they provide a truthful employer appraisal. Many of the laws passed in 2004-2005 strengthened disclosure requirements for health care facilities. 
bolster legal protection for healthcare facilities that report improper patient care and require licensed healthcare professionals to undergo criminal background checks and be fingerprinted at their own cost. Currently, he is held at the New Jersey State Prison in Trenton, New Jersey. Charles Edmund Cullen will be eligible for parole in the year 2403. No, which it's brings 2043. Me, no, 2403. Okay, Timmy. well, in, in any event, we're not going to be around when that happens. But here's a here's an important takeaway from that, Timmy. Something, and they I'm changed, serious about they this. They changed the laws because of that. They, but you know, if if you're an employer, if if you want to hire somebody and you call, yes, um, and get an employee reference, and I and I learned this in staffing because companies would do this all the mm-hmm. time. They think legally they were protecting themselves by just giving dates and positions and everything else. Mm-hmm. But if this person was stealing and you knew it or they were doing some dangerous shit and you fired them because of it and didn't disclose it, you could get your ass in the ring. Well, it, all, it always puts employers in a difficult position because you are also uh, you can also uh, you can also be sued for negligence if you give out information that you're not 100% sure of. So if, uh, No, if it's the truth, you need to disclose it is the point. If you know it to be the truth, you need to disclose it. Yeah. But you know, like there's, if, there's, there's on the devil's next hiring, job, whole, yeah. You know, if we don't disclose the kind of person she is, that she's liable to stab somebody with a pen, whatnot, we'd be we're going to be liable. Brandy, your uh, final thoughts on uh, serial killer Charles Edmund Collin? It's a dick. All right, um, Colonel, your final thoughts on Charles Edmund Collin? Well, I think he was good at killing people and sucked at killing himself. Uh, yeah. good, good point. That's ironic. Yeah. Uh, Colonel, I have a special request for you. Okay. Tomorrow, July the 8th. That's Saturday. Is my mother's birthday. Dottie? Yes. Is Dottie's birthday? I will be over there, Timmy. No, I don't, no I don't want you to come over. I just want you to sing happy birthday for her briefly. Ready? Yeah. You, wait, wouldn't it be better if he called her tomorrow on her birthday or called you? I might and then do you could both. Give her the phone. I might do both. And sing him ha- well, sing her happy sing birthday. Sing it now. Sing it now. You ready? You ready? Do it live. Happy birthday to you, Daddy. Happy birthday to you, Timmy's mom. Happy birthday, dear Daddy Scott. Happy birthday to you. Happy well, birthday, Neville there at the Happy end. birthday, Dottie. Happy birthday, I Dottie. You. I love you. Actually, Dottie, you're the only reason we do this damn show. Um, well, so you're yeah. responsible for all this mess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, Brandy, you're going to give us our Patreon shout-outs. Uh, we'd like to thank all of you who uh, support us through Patreon. Uh, if you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee tiny bit, Timmy. Yes, we love our Patreon supporters. And Brandy, who are we going to shout-out uh, today? Our Patreon supporters are Daniel and Kimberly Bassett, Jen Moyer, David Hill, Tommy Lane... Jason Dykes, Shelley Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Maggie Glover, Lorna Violet, Andrea O'Dell, Janelyn Bergeron, uh, Jim Seabright, Michael Deo, Russ Charlotte, Karen Widner, Callie Jones, Joseph Kerr, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, Joe Hopkins with the Now American History Podcast. An excellent podcast. Becky Omelet. Karen Alden, Cheryl Pierce, Caitlin Campbell, Fiona Crisp, Christine Bourgeois, 
Donna Curran, uh, Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cambron, Elise Edrington, Diane Student with the History Goes Bump podcast. Another great podcast. Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara Hope, Lopes, good Lord, uh, Chip and Alicia, uh, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, uh, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Sarah Morgan, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Jennifer Siemens, Cindy Lou, Heather Poole, uh, the the crew at Canadian True Crime. Another excellent Christy. podcast. Christy. Now, she's one of the good people, good Canadians. Yeah, she's the, got a great podcast. The ladies <clears throat> at uh, Insight. Uh, Allie and Charlie. Insight. Yes, our good friends. Nene, Bridget Bernhard, uh, the cast and crew of They Walk Among Us. Oh, uh, Rosanna the, and Ben. Ben's got the greatest voice in Probably podcast. the best Easy. podcast that's out there. No, it, it, he does. You, you listen to his voice. He's oh, got a great voice. He is for wonderful. Podcasts. And then, of course, Squirm. Uh, who, uh, Squirm, yeah. Rick with Ricky. Yeah. Ricky's hysterical. That's He's something. I, you know, they do I that. I can't even get through and this I just, list. I just, I, I told Rosanna, the funniest part of that damn show is Ricky's commentary. Oh yeah, he's he's hilarious. I mean, he's hysterical. He is. If right. you if you listen to an episode, start with the one about the gifts he gets from his mother. Oh, I would you start at one. I mean, if you start listening to one, you'll listen to them all. I mean, not that. It's, it's, well, it's, it's episode number two, and you get to know Ricky really well in right, that yeah. one. So. He's really, he's really a funny guy. Oh, he's hysterical. Continue. We good? Yeah. Stacy, Christine, Hauer, uh, Cheryl Weldon. Uh, Rudy the Wonder Dog, and we have a new Patreon sponsor, uh, Kristen Malachinsky. Yes, and Sue Story. And Sue Story, yes, Sue Story. Thank so. you all very much for supporting us. It helps us keep the show on the air, and we appreciate it very, very much. And again, if you would like to contribute, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs. And if you can't, um, you can't afford it, that's okay. Just keep listening. We love you anyway. All right, so this is going to wrap up our podcast for today. Uh, please join us at our Facebook page at History Dweebs the Podcast or follow us on Twitter at History Dweebs 1. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time on History Dweebs. Bye everyone. Bye-bye. Good day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.